Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am freezing and also your host, Skits M. Jones. That's right. Fall is in full swing and it is brisk out there. Uh, it's, it's also very brisk in my apartment currently. Uh, it is not yet cold enough to turn on the heat, but not quite warm enough for me to not be wrapped in a blanket as I record this. Yeah, we're having fun. Um, let's see. Let's kick into the first uh, thing that we usually do during this podcast, which is talk about upcoming events. Uh, October 24th at the Comedy Shrine, Game of Microphones. Uh, competing comics, we've got Penelope Torres, John Osei, Patrick O'Hara, Aaron Atkins, Joe DeGand, Rudy Ruiz, Matt Buck, and headliner Tyler Kretz. Uh, I will be hosting, and I would not be surprised if we have a special guest show up. Uh, I'm not saying who or why or anything like that, but there might be a surprise. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Saturday, October 26th, I will be at Spoopy... Pe- uh, that's weird to say. Spoopy Fest 4. What are the origins of Spoopy? Is it, like, just kind of cute spooky? Is that... I need to look that shit up at some point. But anyway, I will be at Spoopy Fest 4 at Nacho Treehouse in Union, Illinois. Uh, I, along with Aviv Hart, uh, Sonol uh, Ar- uh, Agarwal... Oh, God, I hope that... Right. Uh, Sonal Agarwal, yep. Uh, Dominic Donato, uh, Madeline D. Uh, Natalie... A uh, whole bunch of comics who I've uh, yet to meet, so I'm butchering all of their names because I am terrible at my job. That's why this is the trash fire of talk, folks. Um, but I, along with those four comics, will each be eating a habanero pepper before we do our sets. Uh, so if you want to see human suffering and comedy, uh, which really aren't they kind of one and the same... Um, you can come to this show. Plus, there's live music from Wet Tropics, Disperser, Apocalypse Quest, and Sweetie. And it's, uh, like a wild fucking party kind of thing. So, yeah, come out to that. Wear a costume if you feel so inclined. It's Halloween-themed. It'll be a blast. Um, November 1st, that is a Friday night, 10 p.m., show at the Comedy Shrine. Feels like the first time. Uh, Shout out to Mitch for putting this show together. It's featuring myself, Tyler Kretz, Ray Wisbrock, Mary-Kate Beck, Eric Emerson, and Ronnie Ray is hosting that one. Uh, That's going to be a uh, fantastic time. So that's, again, 10 o'clock at Comedy Shrine, November 1st. November 7th, Uh, The folks from the Oh Did That Offend You podcast are putting together the Oh Did That Offend You live comedy show at Riddles in Alsip. Uh, The lineup includes myself as well as Joe Beasley, Kyle Allen, Alan Ford, Paige Blair, uh, featuring Marcus Hendricks, and it's hosted by Burt Young. Uh, That's going to be a fantastic show, and you should definitely come to that one. Then the next night, November 8th, I will be at Underground Comedy in Rockford. Uh, Shout out to Marcos putting that one together. I don't know the lineup. I just know that I'll be on it. Um, 
And then November 23rd, Uncouth will be joining Without Light and Dead Sun Rising at Metal Monkey Brewing in Romeoville. Uh, there may also be some other things coming up in the near future uh, at, uh, or I don't know where at, but uh, some shows. We're, we're in the talks for some more shows for myself, and when I have those dates and locations and whatnot, I will let you know, but November is wild as fuck. Uh, so is the end of October for that matter, which holy shit, I can't believe it's already like pretty much the end of October. Like this year is over. All right. That's where we're at. This year is fucking over already. It's done. It's over. There we are. Um, it's, it's weird how quickly time is, is flying. It's, it's fucking wild and it's incredibly, uh, frustrating and frightening uh, how quickly time is is going by because I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a career, and I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm on the upper end of the mid thirties. Um, I'm 36. I'm turning 37 in March, which holy fuck is only like five months away. Um, which I mean, five, five months, almost six months, that's half a year, but half a year doesn't mean shit anymore. You know, uh, the older you get, the less and less of a percentage of your life a year is, you know, uh, when you're 10, a year is everything. A year is one tenth of your life. I'm 36. I'm going to be 37. A year is like much less than that. I'm not good at math. Okay. Fucking. I'd, I'd use my calculator, but my phone is my calculator and my phone is what I'm recording this podcast on and I can't multitask. So fucking whatever. Um, but time is, is it's not creeping. It is speeding. Um, and that's so frightening because it's like, I have a day job that I know I can't do forever because it seriously, like this winter is hurting and it hasn't even happened yet. It's still technically fall. It's not winter. And yet every joint in my body screams at me 24 seven. Um, I, I hurt uh, and I know if, if you see me performing and you see me on stage and stuff, it's, it's hard to tell that I have, you know, arthritis and everything hurts all the time and I have bad knees and bad hips and my neck hurts and everything cracks and all that kind of shit. But like, believe me on the day job when all I'm doing is moving heavy shit and going from like freezer to outdoors, to into the cab of the truck, into another freezer, into another, you know, like the, the constant changes in temperature and humidity and everything else, man, like I hurt and I don't have a, another job that I can do cause I'm not equipped for anything. And that's wild. Um, but apparently, like, I'm good at performing, and I just need to figure out how to make that shit make money, uh, which is, which, which is hard. 
<laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling with that right now. I'm, I, I really am. Um, cause the day job is, is actively killing me. Uh, and the, the passage of time is daunting. Um, but I mean, there is some good shit. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting more shows. I'm getting more bookings. I'm getting more gigs. I also have started having people ask me for advice on like elements of comedy, which is weird for me because I'm, I'm not shit, you know, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not even a local headliner, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm an opener or a mid card feature. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guest. I host a lot, but like, and, and yeah, the, some of the questions, you know, pertain to hosting and stuff, you know, how, how do you do crowd work and shit like that? And I'll be honest, I have, I have nights where I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. I, I know what I'm doing. And then I have nights where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, that this is, this, this crowd cannot be worked. Um, you know, and, and it's, I, maybe it's cause I watch a lot of British baking show, but like, I know you can over need the dough and you can overwork a crowd. And I've definitely overworked some crowds. Um, I, I, you know, cause I was like, come on, give me anything, something, whatever, just anything. Um, I've, I've, I've had a few real rough fucking rooms in recent memory for some hosting. Um, I feel, oh God, I feel like I'm way better at like being that mid, mid, op, you know, open to mid card feature uh, as opposed to the host sometimes. Like I'm told I'm, I'm told I'm a great host. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. I, I'm, I'm okay. But even at stand up, like I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm good. You can put me on a show. You can give me anywhere from five to 20 and maybe even more. Like I, I actually, for the first time, uh, I sat down and like wrote out a full list of my bits and broke them into categories and shit like that. Like, oh, what bits do I have about fashion? What bits do I have about music? What bits do I have about dating? Um, you know, shit like that. And I, and I, I wrote out all my bits and I'm like, oh, right. I forgot about this one. And then I wrote this one down and oh, I forgot that I had done that one. And I wrote that one down. And then I'm like, Oh shit. I have way more material than I think I do. Uh, some of it I don't use much, uh, anymore. I have some bits where I'm like, eh, it's not my best. Um, I have them, they're available. They're there to be reworked and refashioned into better material. Um, but just in terms of like material, I, I have more than I think I do sometimes. Um, it's just a matter of remembering it all, which, you know, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, memory, not my strongest suit. Uh, I know I don't go on stage with notes when I'm doing the stand-up thing. Like, I just do my my material. Um, so I, I have some sort of a memory, but a lot of that is just brutal repetition. And if there's a bit that I haven't repeated recently, I forget that I have it. And then I have to remind myself, which is why I film every fucking set, so I can go back and be like, what was I doing six months ago? Oh, I was doing this, and now I, you know, I can know that. Um, but anyway, I yeah, people have been asking me, like, you know, 
stuff. And, you know, some of it is because I'm producing a show and people want to know how to get on it. And, you know, some of it is, excuse me, people seeing me doing things and wanting to know, you know, what, what I'm doing to be doing these things and, and stuff like that. And like, I, it's, it's flattering, like to, to have people trust my want and, and value and trust my opinions on, on these things. But then I, I think about it and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not shit, you know, like I'm, I'm still a rookie, you know, in my mind, you know, um, but it, it does have me thinking about like, okay, well, what is my, like when people think about me and my role, uh, or my, my station or my, you know, whatever, whatever role it is I'm, I'm filling in, in, you know, their life and with comedy, it's as a fellow comic or, or as someone who's booked them or whatever, like, what do I want people to think about me? Um, and I want to have a, a positive, um, uh, you know, I, I want, I want people to think of me positively and I want to have a, a positive impact on the scene because there have been so many people who have had a positive in, impact on me. And I know that a lot of us can get bitter or, or jaded or, um, even just kind of over it, you know? And so there can be, and we're, and we're all comics. So there can be a lot of snark and sarcasm and, you know, things of that nature. And I, I try really hard to be as genuine as I can be, um, in, in how I'm relating to people. And, you know, I, I want to be helpful and I want to, you know, have, especially if anyone ever, you know, wants my, my feedback on anything or, or my advice or, or, you know, anything, I, I want people to leave in a better spot than they were at when they came asking, you know, and it's, it's, it's real easy, like I said, to get kind of over it. Cause it's a grind. It is such a grind. Um, but I, 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 I work real hard to be genuine where, when I can be, you know, I, I work really hard to be positive and, and helpful and things like that. And I hope I'm doing that. You know, I, I really do. Um, you know, and it, and it's easy, you know, a, a lot of the comics who have, who have been around a minute, uh, or, or even some of the, the newer ones, we can not, not heckle, but like Statler and Waldorf, you know, like sit in the back and, and, and kind of comment. And it's, it's part of the way of, for some, you know, staying engaged. I, I know, uh, on an episode of, uh, the happy corner, uh, KB talked about, you know, sometimes she'll, she'll sit in the back and, um, you know, kind of riff, uh, and, and, and wisecrack about whatever's, you know, going on uh, on, on stage for the open mics and stuff. And that's, that's kind of her way of, of staying engaged and paying attention 
while also, you know, keeping herself and, and her mind, you know, engaged and, and whatnot. Um, and, you know, I, I know there are cases like that where it's just kind of a keeping the mind sharp, wisecracking thing. Um, and then sometimes it feels like, you know, some of us are actually making fun of others of us. And there, I, don't get me wrong. Uh, as with any, you know, any comedy format, there's, there's plenty to be made fun of. Um, but I, I also hope that I never ever come across to anyone as like bitter or, or hateful or judgy or anything like that. Um, cause I, I, I can see how it can be perceived that way. Uh, some, you know, from some people sometimes. And, and typically if I'm at open mics now, well, I mean, the only open mic I ever get to go to anymore is, is the one at Comedy Shrine. And I sit in the back and, um, mostly I keep to myself cause I'm just busy focusing on watching everyone's sets. You know, I'm, I'm scouting for game of microphones and I'm, I'm looking to see who's new and who's coming up and who's working on stuff and who's developing and, uh, you know, who's turning a corner, you know, every now and then you'll see someone who, for whatever reason, something just clicks and all of a sudden the material starts to work and you go, Oh, they, they figured something out. Something is starting to work. Um, and you know, so I always sit in the back and kind of keep to myself and I'm always kind of curious what the perception of that is. Cause I, I sit at a tall table I sit by myself, I sit in the back, um, you know, I, I don't talk to a bunch of people, um, and part of that, look, I like sitting at tall tables because it's easier for me to get in and out of a tall chair than it is to get up out of a low chair, that's just where it's at, you know, I'm getting older, shit hurts, I, I take the easy routes where I can, um, Plus, you know, I set up my little tripod and film my set and it's easier to film from a taller table because it's over everybody's heads. Um, but I also know I'm, I'm that, that person who's just hiding in the back in the shadows and just watching everybody and taking notes and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I bet if it were my, you know, first well, I sat in the back when I first started too. I just to sit in the back of the room kind of person. Um, but I, I could see where if, if I didn't know me and didn't know anything about me, it, it might be, uh, off putting or intimidating. Like, Oh, who's this, who's this person sitting back here, you know, taking notes and, and, and all that kind of shit. What, what's that all about? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think about stuff like that sometimes because I, I want, first and foremost, I want to be successful. Like I want to pay the bills with this shit. That would be the best thing. But the, the next best thing is I want people to, I, I, I want people to like, it sounds, I want people to like me, but like, not even that. I, I don't want to give people reason to have a negative opinion about me because I don't want that to be my legacy as a person. I don't want people to be like, oh, Skits, good comic, a dick. Fuck that. Fuck that person. Fuck Skits. Like, I don't, you know, I I, I, I would hate to be that person um, because I know when I find out that, like, 
people that I like, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy their art or whatever. And I, if I find out they're a dick, that lessens it for me sometimes, you know, or, you know, I've, I've had experiences where I've met performers and they've been, uh, a dick and I've been like, Oh, I don't, I don't like your stuff as much anymore. Cause I, I, you, it's been tainted by the fact that you're not this, this, you know, person that you were portraying yourself to be or whatever. Like, um, I don't know. So long story short, it's weird. It's weird being in a spot where I'm being asked, asked advice now. Cause I, I still don't think that I'm anything like, I mean, that said book me, like, you know, if you've got a show book me, I will, I will give you everything. Like I, I will go out on stage and do everything I can to make sure that everyone is, uh, enjoying what they're, what they're paying for. You know, I, I will perform and give it all. And I, I'm good at what I do. I don't want to sound like I'm saying I'm not good at what I do. I'm fucking good at what I do. Um, but like, I'm still a no, you, you can put me on a flyer and other than looking at a picture of me and going, what the fuck is that? Um, it's not like you put me on a flyer and I'm selling out a stadium, you know, like I'm, I'm nobody. You can book me. Uh, I will give you a show, but I'm nobody, you know? And so for people to ask me advice, it, it, it's weird. It, it's weird. I'm getting used to it. Um, that said it, you know, if you're a person who, who has asked me advice or wants to ask me advice, feel free to do so. Um, I, I am totally good with that. Uh, you know, so don't, don't let this put you off of that. Just, it, it's wild to be in that, in that position. Uh, cause you know, and I've talked about imposter syndrome in the past and, and stuff like that and feeling like, uh, you, you ain't shit, uh, and somehow you're still getting away with it. Like, I still feel like that sometimes, you know, like I ain't shit and I'm just somehow getting away with it. Um, but it, it's, it's nice to feel like maybe that's not the case sometimes. Like maybe I am onto something and I'm, I'm doing something right. And, and yeah, it's, it's a, it's a mix of, of feelings there. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, I guess that's all I had to talk about there. Let's move on. Let's get into the, uh, recommendations. Uh, I've got some music recommendations. I've been kind of up in my feels lately. I don't know if you can pick up on that from this episode. Um, there's been some personal life shit and just some general mental health shit. You know, I, I deal with depression and, um, PTSD and, you know, the, the lingering effects of, of, uh, brain injury and, you know, things of that nature. And then the seasonal change and physical pain, uh, all play into that. And so I, I've been, this is a, a long roundabout way of saying I've been in my feels and being in my feels, I decided for, for music, you know, if we're going to be all in, the, in, in our feels, Let's do it the right way with a song that just 
makes me the fucking weepiest, right? Like this song breaks my heart every time I listen to it. Um, so the first song on the recommendations is Blower's Daughter by Damien Rice off of his 2002 solo debut album, O. Uh, the single Blower's Daughter actually dropped in 2001, and my first hearing it was uh, back in 2004 when I saw the movie Closer uh, as the song was prominently featured in that film. And I'll get into that a little bit more in a moment. Excuse me. Um, Damien Rice is a uh, a former busker from Ireland uh, who took to street performing following his band Juniper's rough relationship with their record label, which resulted in the dissolution of the band. Um the the band was around in the the late 90s had had some success but uh Damien Rice feeling uh or more specifically not feeling all of the compromises that were having to be made to get along with the record label uh you know said fuck it and took to street performing and then uh started writing and recording this album um and did it all uh independently um, you know, recorded, released independently and found great success, uh, especially again with this single, uh, which was featured in the movie Closer, which is based on the 1997 play of the same name. Uh, the film, if you've never seen it, it's, it's fantastic. It features Julia Roberts, Jude Law, Natalie Portman, and in a role that began my massive crush on him, Clive Owen, um, and Clive Owen's character, oh my God, has some amazing. There's the dialogue in this movie is fantastic, but there are some lines, especially on Clive Owen's part. Uh, the the one that just never left my mind is uh, he 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 asks the question, uh, "Have you ever seen a human heart? It looks like a fist wrapped in blood. Go fuck yourself." And I was like, oh. God, I feel that shit. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, my, my crush on Clive Owen uh, notwithstanding. Let's move on. Uh, the video for this song features scenes from the film, along with shots of uh, Damien Rice and an unnamed woman standing apart from each other on a windy beach overlooking the water. It's all filmed in sepia tones. It's melancholy as fuck. The woman's looking at the water. Damien Rice is behind her and looking at her looking at the water. And through the entire video, she never turns to look at him. Never once. And all the way through the end. And, and as the, the video is closing, you know, the, the, the scene draws in closer and closer on both of them. And then it just ends. She never, never looks at him. Um... Yeah, it's it's super melancholy. If you want a good song to cry to, like, this is a song to cry to. Um, you know, I don't know what it is about, like, Irish uh, singers who just fucking get the feels, man. You know, whether it's Morrissey, fuck Morrissey, but Morrissey, or fucking Van Morrison, or fucking Damien Rice, or... Glenn Hansard from the Swell Season, uh, who, speaking of Irish singers and buskers, uh, the the movie that Glenn Hansard was in once, oh, 
God, that movie breaks my heart. So does the soundtrack. So yeah, something about Irish singers. Shit, Cranberries, Dolores O'Riordan. Um, oh, man, I wish she hadn't passed away. But anyway, um, yeah, this song, melancholy as fuck. Break your heart, make you cry. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you just need to weep a little. Um, but if you don't want to weep and you want to feel uh, a little more upbeat, this next song is for you. Uh, the next recommendation is Stay High by Brittany Howard off uh, 2019's Jamie. Um, it's the first solo album by Brittany Howard, who is also the singer for the bands Alabama Shakes, Thunder Bitch, and Bermuda Triangle. And this is her first outing as a solo artist. And uh, the, the reason she pursued this album as a solo artist is because the album uh, is named in tribute to Howard's sister, Jamie, who died due to a, a retinoblastoma, which is a cancer in the eye. Uh, as a teen, she passed away. Um, and uh, Brittany Howard was writing this album as she was approaching her 30th birthday. And due to the you know, personal nature of the material wanted full control over the album and how it took shape. And, you know, don't let the fact that it's, it's named, uh, in, in tribute to someone who passed away, make you think that this is a, a bummer album. Uh, this is actually, this song, especially stay high is a real light and breezy kind of track about the, the grind of the day to day and the the delight of coming home and what what the love from that home means juxtaposed with the grind um the the video is fantastic it features Terry Crews uh lip-syncing the song which Terry Crews lip-syncing you got me every time cuz Terry Crews is fantastic uh lip-syncing the song while navigating the the post work you know, stops for groceries and the drive home through the neighborhood and stuff like that. Um, and the entire narrative of the video is embracing an almost magical realism uh, as as it goes through the, the neighborhoods that Brittany Howard actually uh, grew up in and, and lived in. And the the light tone and sunniness make it such a, a feel-good video and a feel-good track like it's such a happy upbeat breezy song you know even though it's about the grind it's also about everything that that is rewarding when you get to come home at the end of the day and you know there's something delightful about that so those are your song recommendations um, we took you down into the fields and then we lifted you right back up. And now, uh, to close it out, we'll do the tarot pull as we always do. And we're pulling from the lovely omens deck by Keely L. And the card that I pulled is the three of wands and y'all, this card is the most chill. Like this card is all about everything is vibing You've been hustling and laying down the groundwork to make shit happen, and it's fucking happening. And now you get to just survey that shit, not in approval. Like, yeah, I'm fucking doing it. It's not done, you know, but it's being done. You know, you're 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 in that vibe, you're in that mode, right? And the three of wands is this is the tarot equivalent of you know that meme. 
where the camera zooms in on some beardy dude sitting in a fucking like canoe in the lake surrounded by the woods and you zoom in on him and he just kind of like smiles a little and gives you a nod like this beardy dude you know that you know the meme the the meme the 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 fucking the the gif that i'm talking about sorry should i say gif the dude who invented it pronounces it gif even though it's graphics interface fucking whatever so maybe it should be gif i don't know whatever you do you know the meme i'm talking about though you know the beardy dude in the woods giving you the nod this is that nod man this is the universe seeing you doing the thing and giving you the nod of approval so fucking right on man um so there you go that is your tarot pull for the episode and that brings us to the end of the episode um it was a little longer one maybe i got a little rambly in the middle there it happens trash fire talk babes um speaking of which as always there's only one thing left that i can ask you to do and that is as always to keep that trash fire burning So, you know, like, do that. Okay, bye.